Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Today's episode is all about postpartum body image. Before we start, we'd just like to say that we are in no way endorsing any advice to lose weight. We are actually encouraging you to embrace your weight and the changes after giving birth, and we hope that our general chit-chat helps. Absolutely not experts here, just having a yarn and trying to normalise the changes that can happen after we have babies. As a size 8 myself, sometimes I feel funny talking about postpartum body changes because society drums into us that, you know, that's that that's the dream and the end mm. goal that you want to end up at. But I just want to say to all women out there, no matter what size you are, you are allowed to be uncomfortable with the way that your body changes. Obviously, we would love to encourage you to embrace that, but just because you're small doesn't mean that you, you know, should just sit down and shut up and deal with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually when I was younger was I felt really really insecure because I was so skinny. So some of the skinny skinny people out there can actually feel very very uncomfortable in their own skin. But joining us today we have the lovely Kyla from That's My Jam Dance. Yep, Kyla lives in Tweed with her partner Dylan and they have a beautiful baby girl called Quincy who's 4 months old. She runs a women's empowerment dance school in Byron Bay and Burley Heads and it supports women to embrace their bodies and to just have fun. Kyla, welcome. And can you tell us a little bit about your journey with your body and why it's important to spread more self-love and body confidence through your dance school? Yeah, sure. I I didn't have a very healthy relationship with my body in my teens. I had eating disorders all through high school and I wanted to be a dancer when I left high school. And the first audition that I went to, I got told I was too fat and also that I had no technique. And so I just completely stopped dancing and at that point I was a size eight and I was allowing myself like three crackers a day so I was actually underweight for your like for my for my body type yeah and my dad got really sick he had mental health issues and ended up in hospital I think when I was about 21 and we nearly lost him and I just kind of had had enough I was like I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking about you know how fat I was or I don't want to be obsessing over my weight anymore I just want to live my life Mm. and you know I'd rather use that brain power to inspire people and change the world so good I actually saw a quote or a meme the other day and it said life is about so much more than paying bills and losing weight and I was like that is so yeah bloody accurate we spend so much mental space and time worrying about those two things and I and I think it's yeah no one in your eulogy is ever going to be like oh but what a great waste she had you know like that's never what you're going to be remembered for so women aren't put on 
on earth to to meet beauty standards. So <laughs> good. Well, what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And how have you found, you had Quincy four months ago, how have you found the postpartum experience with your body? The that? first six weeks I really struggled, I'll be honest. I just felt completely disconnected to my body, especially because I was dancing all the time up until sort of the end of pregnancy and I just didn't have time for anything and also I couldn't couldn't walk after giving birth and you know it's just all about your tits and your baby and so and I looked in the mirror and I was like wow I'm completely changed and I still kind of feel that way but started dancing again and that's when I started to feel more connected to my body and myself so it's still an ongoing journey I guess she's only four months old totally yeah and I guess the point of this chat isn't to make women all of a sudden the second a baby comes out of them to just be comfortable with their body I mean you your tummy turns into this squidgy jelly your tits are massive probably leaking everywhere your vagina probably looks different or your tummy if you've had a cesarean you're bleeding you're like it's just everything changes so in no way do I feel like we should be like, oh, just embrace that. You know, yeah. that's all good. But it's also, so confronting. It's too easy to say just embrace it. Yeah. But also we have, you know, you you grow a human being inside your body for nine months mm. and then it's like there's almost this silent competition amongst women to get back to that pre-baby weight. Mm. And it's just such an unrealistic expectation to have because you are a completely different human being now. You're a mother. Your your hips have now widened, if not further than what they already have. And I don't know, I feel like in your mind, like you are, you are now responsible for another human being. And that, I don't know, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, like in your mindset, that is such a bigger priority now than what you look like. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really have time to get my pre-pregnant body back where I, I don't want it. You know, I'm totally. just so accepting that I'm changed and that's, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. And how were your feelings towards your body during pregnancy? I actually felt really frustrated with my body. I think it's because of the work that I do. I had pelvic girdle pain like wow. pretty much the whole way through. And so I would come home from dancing crying because I was just in so much pain. I, I enjoyed my belly because I have a belly already and people ask me if I'm pregnant even when I'm not. So I was kind of like, yes, yes, I am. Oh, yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> How do you feel when people ask you that when you're not pregnant? Oh, it's – I cry. It's I feel so much shame and it's hurtful, of course. People just shouldn't ask Absolutely not. ever, but it's usually a man yeah. that does because they have no idea. <laughs> But yeah, I, my tits were huge and that was confronting. Otherwise, I really liked the growth in my body. When my clothes started to not fit, that's when I sort of started feeling challenged a bit. But yeah. I just would walk around naked <laughs> or um, wear my partner's clothes and that sort of made me feel better. I was like, I'm not buying any maternity clothes. It's, what's the point? Yeah, I must say, I, I, I don't know if it's because... Like, I guess this is even a silly reason to embrace your body when you're pregnant. But all of a sudden I felt so much more comfortable in my body and especially in bathers and stuff. Cause I was like, you know what? Like I don't need to suck in. I don't need to pretend that I've got a flat stomach. And like now looking back, it's like, you should never have felt the need for yeah. that. But that was one of the things I loved about being pregnant. I was just like, it's firm and it's out there. And 
I'm not meant to have any definition and I'm not, I just loved that about it. And I love that, you know, when you get to that max point in pregnancy where you are so big that those clothes don't fit and you don't want to have to go out and buy a whole other wardrobe because you're going to, you know, have a baby soon. I would always wear my husband's T-shirts and his boxes and his jocks and the amount of times he's like, if you keep wearing my stuff around, you're stretching it, you're doing this, you're doing that, then I'd wear it after with my big period pads, after birth yeah. pads, and his T-shirts. You're putting milk stains all in my T-shirts. It's going to look like they're mine. But it was just so nice to be able to wear something comfy and not yeah. actually care. In what ways since having Quincy do you think your body has changed? I've definitely got the belly pouch. Like it's, you know, sort of hanging over my pants and there's there's extra skin. Also known as the mum gunt. The mum gunt. Yeah. That's a cute word. My boobs are sagging and there's also, I've got acne under my boobs from pumping. Yeah, I couldn't breastfeed so I had to pump and yeah, so I've got like deep stretch marks on my boobs just from like sucking whatever I could out of my tears. Oh, right. I've got little sunbeam stretch marks around my nipples from, because I've had small boobs all my life and then when I get um, milk in my boobs, I get, they're so big and then they go back down and they're literally like sun rays. Sun rays. Yeah, Yeah. they're all around. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's really pretty. (laughs) But yeah, my hair's falling out. I was like, why is there so much hair around the house and I didn't even know that was a thing and what oh, I've got hormonal acne again I had it before I was pregnant and then it went away when I was pregnant and that's how I knew that I was pregnant I was like wait like I'm glowing yeah <laughs> <laughs> this ain't right I look bullshit good <laughs> yeah. yeah my period's two weeks late yeah so that's returned and it's sort of the biggest thing that I struggle with and I because th- it's hormonal there's not actually a lot that I can do about it yeah yeah I think it is often unexpected the things that you find the most difficult because the thing that I found the most difficult was the postpartum hair loss and when it grew back after having Poppy and I, you know, had the little wings everywhere and I've got them now again too, I was really shaken how much that affected my confidence more so than like any body changes, any stretch marks, anything. And then I would guilt myself because I would go, why are you so affected by your hair? It's just hair. But yeah, when you've just all of a sudden lost all this hair, you know, your bathroom's covered in hair. It's gross. My hair's so dark. And then it starts to grow back. And, you know, like the one hairstyle you'd go to, which was the mum bun for me, all of a sudden you can't do because you look like in a strong wind, you're just going to fly away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it really, really shook my confidence. But also you come from being pregnant and you, you get given like a glowing period. Well, some of us do, some of us don't and then you get this beautiful hair at the end it's thick it's glowing it's just glamorous and then you give birth and you feel really tired and exhausted and then you're like oh cool let all my hair fall out and let me look and feel like crap so I can totally understand how you felt about your hair yeah especially if your hair is your thing so some people have sent in some some different postpartum body topics they would like us to discuss and you know chat about what our experiences around them have been so what do you wish you knew about postpartum body changes before getting pregnant I feel like I knew about most of them because my friends had had babies and they talked about it it was more what happened to your body Body after giving birth that, mm-hmm. that shocked me like the heavy bleeding for a long period of time that was and also I had 
second degree tears and that was way more painful than I thought it would be. The hair the hair loss was definitely a shock. But yeah, it was more what happened in the afterbirth period. Yeah. That was harrowing. My main things would have been the afterbirth pains. As soon as I gave birth, no one ever told me mm. about the contracting that I would feel afterwards. And also the main thing is the breast engorgement that happened when the milk came in. I mean, I know that when people say, well, you'll know when the milk comes in, but it is solid cement, like Mm -hmm. it's a cement truck. And I don't know if that's just for people with smaller boobs and we're stretching our skin, but for me, I was like, I did not sign up for breast implants today and this is what I've got. And it took a real, it took weeks, six weeks for my boobs to settle. Mm -hmm. So that was a, I couldn't sleep. It was still like being pregnant. Couldn't really sleep on, you know, certain ways because they were hurting all the time. So that were my two main things. I felt the opposite because I'd never got the breast engorgement and my midwife would come and visit me every day and she'd be like, has your milk come in? And I felt so much shame every day that it just, because it just never fully came in and I was waiting for that. I was almost like gagging for that yeah. feeling that everybody talks about. Yeah, so that was that was a shock as well. And not do everyone gets talking that. about your breastfeeding journey? Yeah, sure. And so Quincy was jaundiced when she came out and my milk just didn't, like by day three or day four, it just didn't come in. And so I left the hospital on day two or three and thinking that it would come in. And yeah, it just never did. And I don't know if it's because of the birth experience that I had. I was quite traumatic and my body just didn't have time to adjust or whatever it was. But it, yeah, it took about two weeks to get like half a bottle of milk out of my boobs um, and that was with full-on pumping and Quincy also like every time I tried to feed her on the boob she would scream like I was trying to murder her <laughs> so it was yeah really stressful yeah. and I had four different midwives try their best to help her and they were just like we're at a loss we don't know like it's not your boobs it's it's kind of her she just isn't into it and so I felt like there was something wrong with me but yeah she just doesn't like it and then by the time because she's joined us we had to just feed her formula which also made me feel super guilty yeah by the time she'd had bottles she was just like even further away from wanting to have a boob Well, I'd just like to thank you for sharing that because there are loads of women out there who feel exactly like you when it comes to not being able to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. And I think that there needs to be more talk and discussion about women who, who, who can't for either work reasons, for the sake that you actually couldn't get enough milk or for the fact that they just didn't feel like wanting to do it. Like they just, it wasn't for them. Yeah, it, it, it won't go unnoticed. Yeah, I found breastfeeding week really triggering mm. and all of the posts about how breast milk is best, I was just, yeah, I wanted to cry every time I saw that because obviously it is, but, yeah, not every woman has that experience of overflowing milk. And when I spoke about it on Instagram, I had a lot of women co- contact me and be like, thank you so much for sharing that because my baby's having formula and I was feeling guilty and shame in my breasts and felt like I couldn't be the mother that I wanted to be. So, yeah, thank you for talking about it. Well, they put on you. I mean, I think breast milk is best in a perfect world, but, like, yeah. if if breast milk means that a, a mother's 
not comfortable with doing that or a baby's not getting enough milk or for whatever reason, you, you know, if any other reason other than that, then it isn't the best. It's just flat out not. But I also do think there are so many good formulas out there today that we really, we do, we have such high expectations of people breastfeeding because, yeah, it is you know, the preferred thing to do. And it, even when you read the formula tin, it says the preferred choice is mm. breastfeeding and you're like, well, for fuck's sake. Say, I know. Like, clearly I Every know time that, you pick it up, but I'm like, here yeah. opening the tin for a reason, and it's just this ongoing thing. And I, I really, we're going to do an episode about formula feeding, and we're going to yeah, we're going to trying to find the right person. Yeah, we're yeah. going gonna to find maybe more than one woman to talk about it because. I was formula fed from day one. My mum was in high school when she had me, so it was an option for her to do that. And I just think that this needs to be really opened up and, and spoken about because, yeah, you should not feel shamed for feeding your child formula fed is best. I agree. I agree. And, you know, bottle and formula feeding has allowed me to come back to work earlier. Yeah. And so I kind of, it's kind of negatives and positives to, to both. Like the women in my mother's group can't leave their baby because they're breastfeeding completely. Totally. So in a way, uh, yeah. And dad giving me some freedom. And the bonding that they would have while, you're not you there. know. Dylan, my partner, he loves feeding her a bottle yeah. and, you know, that's really Nice and look, I can breastfeed, but now when I'm away for a whole day recording, my husband gives Goldie formula because pumping on top of everything else was just getting way too much. I'm so for mixed feeding, mm-hmm. breastfeeding, mm-hmm. bottle feeding, whatever works for you Personal and your family, yeah, your baby's going to be fine. Another question that we've got coming in is, when does your vagina feel normal again? Hang on, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> I think like if you've, if you've had I think it took me like two to three weeks for it to feel healed. And witch hazel is your friend. Did you put what is witch, it? witch hazel on your vagina? No, it's not. I've heard of witch hazel. It's like an, an alcohol oh. um, that you get from the chemist. And my dad's friends told me about it. They're like, you need the witch hazel. And then you just put some on like a cloth and hold it on your badge and it helps it heal quicker and cools it down. And I was so afraid to put it on. Yeah, well, witch hazel sounds yeah. bloody scary. I know. <laughs> I'm like, don't you come near my vagina with that. I was trying and to put breast milk on mine. Apart, it's like the last thing I want to do is put something that burns, but it doesn't burn at all. Just right. cools it's cooling. It. It's cooling. Yeah. I was actually surprised how quickly things did turn around with my vagina. I've never had a like bad tear, but I do like those first couple of weeks I've said it before but at the end of the day you're like I just need to put my vagina up it feels like Throbbing. it's hitting the floor mm. like it is just a weight you know like I think in end of pregnancy you just want to put your feet up after birth you just want to put your vagina up but I was surprised how quickly it kind of turned around and I remember the first time Nick and I had sex after having coffee I just like kind of looked at him after like just being like <laughs> don't tell me that that was like throwing a sausage down a hallway and look bless his little heart I don't know if he was just saying it to make me feel better but he's like I honestly could not tell the difference and to this day he still claims that but I was like just like oh god when's it gonna be that like moment of like Uh, oh god (laughs) I thought my vagina would be super loosey-goosey but it it was actually like tight yes I feel like straight after it feels really tight and still like putting a tampon in I'm like trying my best to get it in there I thought it'd be the opposite for the women that have had episiotomies you obviously, if you don't know what that is, it's a cut that you get 
from your vagina hole to your bum hole. No, no, it's on an angle. It's on an angle. It, the whole because the whole point is to stop you tearing. Yeah, from your vagina I thought it was your bum straight hole. cut. No, 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 it's no. not. It's not. But like that's the whole the point. The pleb, the plebville. It's like that sort of. It's on an angle, on a right angle. No, or, it's not a right angle. It's like on a diagonal. Okay, it's on some angle, but it's in the direction towards your butthole, but not near it, so you don't tear. Anyway, it's a cut regardless. You've got stitches. I'll never forget standing up for the first time after getting the is it a catheter mm-hmm. out of my vagina? Your urethra. Yeah, yeah. My, my yeah, my fagel. And I stood up and looked into the bathroom, and I literally covered my mouth and went, <gasps> "My vagina flaps were." <laughs> I'm not joking. 10 centimetres long and swollen and I went, I can't get back from this. This is absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. The lady was like, just spray a little bit of light water on it and especially when you wee, just spray in water, spray in water. And I remember putting my hand just to feel it and it was like – like a baby was still hanging out of my like hole. long and Two swollen, swollen flaps. <laughs> like I don't know if anyone's had it and I can't believe I'm saying it on the podcast, but whatever. If you have long, long sex, I'm sorry, Mum, if you're <laughs> listening, but if you do, you get really swollen flaps. And they, they get, well, when I was younger. <laughs> I've never had swollen flaps. Have you, you ever had, had, had long enough sex? <laughs> yeah, maybe a big pet. No, okay, let's cut that out. No, let's all cut that out. No, we're not cutting that out. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, what I'm saying is it was really, really swollen and I had to put ice packs for it to cool down and go down. And then I think after a week, the swelling went down. And then after six weeks, it went back. But now I just have this scar. I can show you guys later if you want, but I have a scar and I can feel it. And if I pinch it, you like I can't fit. It's numb, completely mm. numb. And that's your episiotomy. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know you had a scar. But, but your your two dicks went away. Yeah, my dicks went away. <laughs> so good. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, because Nick was a little bit disappointed. He was interested in this new familiar me, but you know, here we are with just the old me and one vagina. <laughs> And do you feel like it's normal other than that scar? Look, the fir- after that, it's completely normal. The second time I had, we've already talked about this incontinence, just like turning the shower on, I used to wee a little bit. And then I have strengthened it up in between child two to three. But with the three, I'm at F45, I can't do star jumps. And I had to tell my um, my coach, he's, listen, I piss myself. So you got to give me some different moves to be able to continue, which he has and he's been fabulous. It's all about just owning your yeah. new body and your new vagina and your new ways and just, you know. But I think it's amazing what your vagina can go through and go back to like a pretty normal yeah, totally. situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would say I the other changes are a lot more permanent than the vagina yeah people have like problems with their buttholes but you know (laughs) okay (laughs) after babies or just in general yeah because they have they have (laughs) they have hemorrhoids and then they get them staying there and some people get prolapsed arseholes no i completely agree it's just like some people have problems with their arseholes it's like i love them Thanks for that info. I have I have loads of mums in my dad's class and we're all just pissing ourselves. 
literally on, yeah like literally yeah both do you know what well you do a lot of twerking up, i reckon if you twerk too hard you probably could really <laughs> but do you we jump around a lot and some of them just have to say like oh i can't do that or yeah. they just run out of class and run back in and they're like pissed myself or you just have wet floor signs all over yeah. the studio <laughs> yeah. but do you know what's fantastic is those moddy body undies mm. for those things because i've been using them for my period at night and one time i went for a run and i always tend to like have maybe a little accident here and there as I'm running and I thought I'll just put these on and the confidence I had mm. with running and just doing because you just thing. feel like you're wearing normal oh, I feel so yeah, good some of those. yeah you do and I have so them comfy. on right now and I haven't even got my period back yeah, yet comfy. and I'm not doing they're just comfy I feel held they're yeah. really really Project. nice and you know rather than like feeling like you have to wear a pad every time you mm. leave the house just in case it's you've so like nice. got to run for something yeah. it's like yeah. yeah is it harder oh well I guess this is to you and I Jade sure. is it harder to lose the weight the second time around i'm gonna have a different story to sophie i don't know if it's an age thing or if it's the amount of maccas i eat thing but (laughs) it's definitely not going away i have absolutely what's the word gunt oh sorry (laughs) thanks babe Wait for what I'm about to actually say. I have yes. rock hard abs. I have <laughs> a six pack. I have I'm not empowered. What's the word? I have owned it. Yeah, fucking owned embraced it. Embraced your belly. I have embraced that belly. And I now I have worn, I wear shirts, I wear blouses, I wear dresses, I wear things that like just don't make me feel uncomfortable. I don't wear like tight jeans that make me feel horrendous. Oh, I jeans wear loose jeans. Yeah, yeah, I wear loose pants with stretchy. Like my grandma, I think my grandma's got the same pair as me, honestly. Like they're so comfy and it's the new me and I love it. I absolutely love it. My number one tip, I think, for owning the changes in your body postpartum, whether they're the temporary ones or Mm. the permanent ones, is just altering, like just feeling comfortable. So like, you know, if... I feel more comfortable, for example, at the beach in high-waisted bathers, not because I'm ashamed of a bit of mum-tum, just because that's what feels supportive. Mm. Like what's the point of trying to get ourselves into skinny jeans that we were wearing before we had kids? Your entire body has changed. So why are we still trying to get into the same wardrobe, into the same stuff? Chuck it out. Yeah, throw it out. absolutely. And I think we spend so much money on things after having babies on the kids. Just keep a bit of it for yourself and buy yourself some new things that still look just as they probably look more fabulous because they are better suited to you now like god if we saved some of that money that we bought on cute little onesies or like that they don't even need because they're too big when they come out yeah perhaps people should at baby showers or whatever when they want to gift someone something some new clothes but no an online voucher or a voucher for a store that they can go and do it when they're ready and it's it's like a little present for them yeah and i yeah i just think that if we stop trying to get ourselves into an old wardrobe it, like it's, so many of the worries would be yeah. out the window yeah I knew, I knew that was coming when I was pregnant that I'd want a new wardrobe and so I saved for it good girl pregnancy. but now I don't have time to shop <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not for online shopping because no, I have a, you know I yeah. have a body shape that's not really warm but me to too I, yeah, I can't so. online shop really like I am a size 10 ish but I always get maybe a medium to large or a 12 because I like things oversized because I don't like things hugging on my stomach. That's my personal choice. Mm -hmm. I don't don't hate myself. If I look in the mirror while I'm – 
<laughs> if, if I'm fapping off in the mirror while I'm having a shower. <laughs> if I am looking in the mirror before I go into the shower, well done, Jade, I am proud of my body and I love it. And I know it's not the stereotypical like, oh, God, she's got like flat abs. It's, yeah, i got a tummy, but everyone loves it for all different ways in my family. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I feel the same. I look in the mirror, I'm like, damn. I look at you and go, bitch. damn. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more other people that have an issue with my belly than than me but do you reckon confidence in it I find it it, I don't know how anyone could judge anyone else if they like obviously are embracing it themselves I have a friend I have a few friends you've got a couple I I have one friend I don't have many but I've got some (laughs) no we're she's just a (laughs) co-host but I have a few friends that are a little bit bigger and every time I see them and they're out and they're wearing whatever the fuck they want like yourself you've got a crop top on today you're obviously a curvier woman and I like when I sit here and I listen to you or I'm hanging out with my friends and I just watch them and I see this confidence I think that is the sex thing in a woman that they are owning themselves they're not insecure about their body this is who they are and I I really that to me is the sexiest thing that I see from a woman is is confidence within themselves I actually feel more confident the less clothes that I'm wearing because I think I'm not trying to hide anything yeah I'm just like this is me this is what I've got this is what I'm working with and yeah just put it put it out there but I do get like Often I'll get a look up and down, you know, from a stranger and I'm just like, fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) But do you just, I think if that was me in my head, I'd just go, oh, they're thinking about how bullshit hot I look right now and then just keep walking. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're jealous. Yeah. (laughs) Coming back to the losing weight the second time around, I think this is also a really important one not to compare with other people because actually I found it easier the second time just because I purely didn't put on as much weight with Goldies. Yeah, it has come off easier this time than it has with Pop. And it wasn't even a, you know, and this isn't like a bragging thing. It wasn't even something that I put thought into. It just happened. But, you know, some people find that when they're breastfeeding, they lose weight and other people find that they hold weight. And Jade, you've said before that you are someone who holds weight when they breastfeed and I'm someone who loses it when I breastfeed. So it's just, everyone is so different Mm. in that regard. Yeah. Like in those first couple of months, especially breastfeeding so often and probably forgetting to eat as well (laughs) when you have a newborn baby. It wasn't something that I I tried to do. But it's not even comparing with other people. It's actually, you can't even compare with with your pregnancies because Mm -hmm. all my three pregnancies were different. I actually went straight back to my normal self after my first child, second child, same thing. I was the tiniest pregnant woman with my third child and I put on the most weight after birth. Mm. So you just don't know. You have no idea. Well, I I only put on like seven or eight kilos in pregnancy. And then afterwards, like I felt like I was skinnier than I was before I was pregnant. Mm. But then I put on weight again because I think I was stress eating and mm-hmm. tired eating. So, yeah, that was kind of unexpected or that's just where I'm at now. There's always this stigma like skinny people are miserable and like they're always hungry and then fat <laughs> people are happy because they're owning themselves and they're comfortable. But in a way, like I I am a bigger person than I was previously and I am so happy. Like I, I'm just a really comfortable person. 
That's but amazing. I don't think there should be stigma around either. No, I no. Think you can all be you skinny, skinny and bitches happy. are miserable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you can be skinny and happy or you can be bigger and happy. I think it's just not putting energy into those things. Like someone wrote in saying, will I ever feel sexy again? And I think that if you are waiting until you're, you know, a certain size and then you're like, then I will feel sexy when I'm at that size, it's never going to happen because you're probably always going to want more. And I think if you can be sexy with who you are now, then, you know, if you happen to get fitter or whatever, you're still going to feel sexy. But if you're waiting to reach some unrealistic or even realistic goal, I still think that when you get there, you're not going to feel sexy. Well, I think sexiness is internal, yeah. not external. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to I do with I completely agree with you. How your body looks, it's just how you feel. And I, to be honest, feel sexier now than I ever did before I had children. And even Why do you more, think that is? Because I think I, I think my body has become about so much more than the way it looks. Like I've been pregnant three times but had two children and like that to me is still just wow, that is mm-hmm incredible that happened I've birthed two babies I've raised two babies like with my body like I just think that I think as I've gotten older I've realized that my body is capable of so much more than the way it looks so that is that to me is this thing is sexy and I don't know if it's an age thing but as I've been getting older looks have just really not even phased or entered my mind when you know I guess when you're younger, you're always like, well, you do, you just, you sort of look at someone's appearance and that's the first thing you look at. The first thing I now look at is someone's personality. And that's the, the, the one thing that I take from someone and that's where it oozes. Or the energy. And that's where it oozes sexiness and confidence because you just like, you are amazing. I think it's a, it's a marvel what our bodies can do. And in birth, I was just, wow, I'm so impressed with myself. Yeah. That's sexy because I feel strong in my body. Yeah. And yeah, I think that it, it isn't the way you look at all. It's all about how you present yourself. Yeah, I agree that I think strength is so much of it as well because both times when I've decided to get back into any form of exercise both times it's been like that lack that that feeling weak rather than you know feeling fat or Mm. feeling heavy it's just that like wanting to feel strong Strong. in my body again and I think because you've gone through pregnancy and then and then birth where your body has changed so rapidly so many times I think it is really it's really difficult to kind of have that like mind body connection and they're both the times that I've when I've decided to get back into exercise is more so because I'm just like oh I want to be able to like think switch on this and it actually connects with the part of the body that I'm thinking about because right now it's just all over the shop. Is that what your class is about just to make these women feel strong and make them feel sexy? Yeah it's it's funny because some women come for the exercise because it's pretty high energy and they you know say to me I feel my body feels really strong strong and I I've lost weight and I'm like oh that's you know great if that's what you need nice for product. yeah but you know we don't it's not it's not like f45 where you go to just you know you know really work your body hard it's just kind of like you're having fun and 
and you're getting healthy at the same time. But I never, ever put any focus on that Mm -hmm. at all. But, yeah, the movement that we do does increase your strength in your your booty and your legs and your arms and your belly. So, yeah, it's just kind of a nice byproduct of. Yeah, I've tried to incorporate like more incidental exercise into my life so that it's like I'm doing something but the byproduct is it. Like like when you're watching Wiggles, you're like, I dance. (laughs) Dance (laughs) But like, for example, like Like, that's not it. So like I'll walk Poppy to daycare now, for example, because it's like, oh, this is nice for all of us because we're walking to daycare and hey, cool, I'm walking at the same time or like family bike rides and things like that where mm-hmm. it's like let's all just have fun and a byproduct of that is that we are exercising at the same time rather than I feel like pre-kids exercise was like let's thrash your body and like yeah. punish it because it needs to be smaller yeah. or whatever. Someone did say any issues with postpartum skin. Did you want to say anything more on your eczema? Yeah, it's not really eczema. It's just like full on hormonal she acne. Didn't say oh, sorry, I meant acne, but eczema came out. <laughs> Do you want to talk no. about your gun, Jane? <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to. This podcast is brutal. Get out of my vagina. <laughs> All right, we'll just go on to the next one. No, I'm happy to talk about it. Please do. I yeah. think it's important. Okay, well, can I start again? Yeah. yeah. No, no. That's kept Put in. It Sorry. In it's kept in. Um, Would you like to talk about your postpartum acting? Sure. I mean, I just kind of do things that make me feel She's like better about there. it. This my this my eczema. Diagnosis. She said, not to check off. Rabies. <laughs> Crabs. <laughs> okay, Just looking at you, I know you've got crabs. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a whole lot I can do about, but I just bought myself some really, really nice skin products and sort of take five minutes a day to, to do that and make myself feel good when Bub's asleep and that's helping. And that's your um, time. Yeah, I don't try and cover it up because it's there. It's part of me. Yeah. And yeah, it does bother me. I think anyone that's had bad skin, it's it's bothering and you think about it a lot. But yeah, maybe it's something that I need to to address or deal with or you've actually stop got really, eating sugar. You've yeah, got I'm really beautiful beautiful skin. now and I'm like your skin. No, like really great. beautiful skin. I can see a little bit under yeah. here, but like your face and your arms. The and eczema, and, however. But that's that's <laughs> what those makes crabs are a little bit of an issue, but I don't know. <laughs> stretch marks. Has anyone got stretch marks? Yeah, I have deep purple stretch marks on my hips from being pregnant and underneath my my pouch and when I was pregnant my mum pointed them out to me and I was like yeah thanks mom she's like you should really put some oil on that I was like um I'm actually too busy growing a human did your mum get stretch marks I don't think so yeah my mum's just I kind of have a feeling that you either get stretch marks or you don't I thought it was hereditary yeah Yeah, like uh, I think there's like a a limit to what you can really do for them yeah I only got them in the last two weeks of my pregnancy because I was two weeks overdue so I think that'll do it my body yeah (laughs) there's so many stories about it they got to 40 weeks without one and then like 40 weeks in one day yeah. people wake up and they're like oh where did they come from I'm not bothered by it though I think it's you know the etch- the etchings that make you unique and tell your story yeah yeah I got stretch marks around my scars so my appendix scar was keyhole so those three scars all have extra stretch marks around mm. those scars 
and I have stretch marks on my glutes because they grew, mm. but I like them. I actually really like when I see photos on Instagram of women who have these stretch marks everywhere. It, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's quite Yeah, nice. I have them on my hips and I love them. Mm, I yeah. really Kind of makes like you feel them. more like a woman. Mm, yeah, I yeah. think mm. because I spent so much of my teen years looking really, really young for my age, it was almost like I skipped puberty. Like I was like, oh, waiting for puberty to happen and then like, Nothing really. Did you get, did like, you get pubes? Yeah, like, like I have pubes. <laughs> Thank you. And I can show you them too while you're showing yeah, okay. me your scar and That's everything. Like you're showing your eczema, <laughs> your crabs. Like, yeah, I got my period. I got pubes, but I never like grew tits. Grew tits except for when my milk came in and stuff. So I feel like those things now, I'm like, oh, my, it's almost like confirmation of like <laughs> that I am a woman. But I know that sounds silly, but like, you know, I, I when I was little, I was like straight up and down. Like I wanted to have some hips. I wanted to have some boobs so now that I have those things that it's like yeah that signifies growth mm. I really like it yeah and I honestly I don't think my, like my husband when he sees me naked he's never complimented me more agreed like honestly he looks at me and every time he sees me naked he's like you are so sexy and I'm like no and I do and I feel like it's these curves and these like bits hanging out that he can grab onto and you know like Mm -hmm. it is it's 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 really really nice to hear and I know that we should like find sexiness within but I would find it really difficult if I was with a partner who I didn't feel sexy with yeah or or didn't like like my husband like really goes out of his way to tell me Hmm. I think my partner doesn't really talk about how sexy I am but maybe it's because he knows that I yeah, he knows you know it. <laughs> I'm sexy. Yeah, but just because you know it. Yeah, he should still tell me though. Absolutely. Yeah. And you should yeah. go home. Hope you're listening to this, Dylan. And also tell Dylan that when you go home tonight, you need to just say, you need to remind me that I'm sexy and that you think I'm sexy every now and then because it actually makes my day. I've said that to Nick before where I'm like, if we're going out somewhere and I have got dressed up, like you need to go out of your way to tell me how good I look. I just want you to know that like just thinking in your head isn't good enough you have to say it out loud mm-hmm. and now he says it every time Do you say it to them yes yeah. yeah it's like today when we were getting sushi and this woman goes oh my god that's a beautiful dress and I looked up and went to say thanks but she was talking to Sophie <laughs> <laughs> did she I don't think I even said no you didn't you were like can I have a bento box <laughs> You've both got beautiful dresses on. Thank you. Yeah. I was walking down the street with my friend. She's a model. And this lady yelled out of her car in Malambimbi, you've got amazing legs. And it was my birthday. And I was just like, fuck yeah, I've got amazing legs. And she's like shouting it across the street. And she was talking to my friend. No, she was But you don't know you. that. She was like, no, no, no. The girl in those, that, those pants, you've got amazing legs. Oh, damn, then you do know. <laughs> <laughs> How to respond to people when they dismiss your feelings around your postpartum body. What? As in, like, I think it's all well and good for us to sit here and go, oh, like, embrace it, oh, embrace it. But people Stop. are allowed to feel uncomfortable with change. Yeah. Mm, I'd say this is my journey. My feelings are valid and I, and I want to talk about it. I want to express how I feel. It is just so personal. So we need to let each other talk about it. Totally. And I think people put different, for want of a word, weight on d- different changes in their body. So something that you may have, may have gone completely unnoticed to one person may be really shaking another person because everyone is so different. And I think no matter what size someone is going through postpartum changes is always going to be 
uncomfortable at times. But I also posted something yesterday that went a bit nuts on Instagram and I posted a photo and made a point about these filters that everyone's been using, which is so fun and, you know, you can look so different. Some are funny, some are beautiful. And I posted one of me with a filter on and then I posted another one with no filter. And I just said to be mindful that, you know, people actually love you for who you are, not the filter on top. So it's, we've got to remember to just own ourselves. And, you know, when you look in the mirror, when you do your makeup, you always put on this like face, like this posy face, like you're like, "Mm, yep, I look fabulous. And then you walk out the door and when you walk out the door and then you get a photo taken, everyone else around you is seeing my two chins and the way I slouch and the way I am, because that's me normally. And I feel like we really need to embrace that that's who we are. We're not always the person that we look like in the mirror. I'm pretty against the filters. I I, I think, I think more of them are not fun than are fun. I think they're dangerous. Yeah. Especially for younger women. I think for all women, I think that there's so many that I'm like, oh, that's like nice. They've just got one on that gives them a slight tan. And then I'll like switch, like click on it and put it on my own face. And I'm like, okay, that is not just a slight Mm. tan. That is like your nose is skinnier. Your cheeks are more pronounced. You're not equipped with Instagram enough to Yeah, and I'm just like, I, I feel like it's just becoming so normal that now I look at people with that face and I'm like oh they've just got a little bit of a tan but no it just looks nothing like how they look and I I, I actually think it's super dangerous and also I'm trying to check now my friends just to make sure like do they actually look like that in real life have I missed something or is this just I can't work it out and then when I do reverse it on myself I'm like Jesus it's it's not real and we want to be positive role models especially for us three with you know how many girls between us we want we want to be real and, and show yeah, our grandchildren. Oh, great grandma looked great back yeah, then. It's like, no, no, she didn't. <laughs> extremely edited. Why did she have such a slim nose and none of the rest of us do? No, she didn't, darling. That's the filter. <laughs> well, I feel like that's enough from us, enough of our two cents worth. But thank you so much for coming in today and speaking openly about all of this. Thank you for inviting me. And, and now let's get to it. Yeah, yeah, let's dance. Let's go dance. Yeah, cool high five, Jane. <laughs> Let's jam. <laughs> All right, don't leave me hanging, guys. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.